Welcome to episode 97 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I am your host, Kofi Outlaw, and this week, I have none of my usual co-hosts because everybody decided 2020, F it, let's just take some time off. So Janelle Wheeler's not here, Matthew Aguilar's not here, but that's okay because everybody's expendable and we have replacements. Today, we've brought back one of our founding members himself, Mr. Brandon Davis, is back from the road, so we decided to snag him while we had him. Plus, we have gaming editor Roland Bishop is back on the couch, and of course, over in his uh, producing chair, producing is Mr. Jim Viscardi. Snap, I got an intro, I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, well, <laughs> you gotta stay frosty on this podcast, you never know what's gonna come at you. So, we got everybody here today because, uh, I mean, mostly we got movie trailers to talk about. People are just dumping trailers left and right. So, we have a lot of those to break down for Black Widow, Bloodshot, Morbius. We got a whole bunch of arguing to do about what this Morbius trailer has revealed that is now just uh, kind of blowing BD's mind about... Everything and nothing at once. Yeah. (laughs) Sounds right. It's like somebody heard our previous podcast and they were like, yes, let's go with that. Let's turn the volume up on that argument. So, and then we have, for our deep dive... We have a review of the new horror film Underwater, which is getting a little uh, it's getting a little underrated for how good it is. So we're gonna try to give that a plug. And Rollin has some big news in gaming because a whole bunch of stuff just happened in gaming I'm really fast. Gaming is having a baby too. No. no. <laughs> and of course, no. since gaming is, is leaving the royal family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Gaming. Wow. Gaming is leaving the royal family. Wow. Current events. Almost political. All right. So. <laughs> Finally, we also, since it's Wednesday, we have to do a comics rundown in honor of Matthew Aguilar, who is out raising his newborn daughter. So congratulations to him. And uh, we'll pick up that baton for you, buddy. It'll probably be kind of half-assed, but we're going to try. So we'll get there. Starting right at the top, Marvel, during the uh, college football championship game, go Tigers, dropped the uh, second trailer for Black Widow, which... It seemed like we just right, got the a, teaser. It was a quote special look. Oh, it's a, oh, it's one of those. It's a special look. It's a trailer. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a trailer. <laughs> Shave thirty seconds off trailer. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So there you go. Definitely in the MCU. Yeah. <laughs> so we got a new next look at Black Widow, which again it seems like really rapid. As long, I mean, for as long as we've had to wait for like Avengers trailers, uh, we just yesterday we got that awesome teaser. Now we got this one, which is not. Less awesome. So we got a new trailer for Black Widow, which basically kind of recovers the ground from the first in, in faster fashion. Instead of like an extended scene and like whole scenes, we get basically she meets Yelena. She goes off. They have to get a team together. But we got more insight into the characters that we're going to meet in this one, like Florence Pugh as Yelena, Rachel Weisz as Melina, and of course, David Arbor as chewing, chewing up scenery as Red Guardian. And of course, is that a I think fat joke chewing up scenery. Yeah, I mean it is. I am fat shaming him. <laughs> wow, um, that's just a thing to do in twenty. On the record, yeah. wow. Can those old white guys please get a break? And of course, Turn we got a look. We got a look at the new villain for Black Widow, Taskmaster, and we finally got some Taskmasterness out of this whole thing. Uh, and so we're going to talk about all that first. BD, I always like to put you on the spot because you always know more than you're allowed to reveal. So we like to make you sift through like what you can say and can't say. Uh, what did you think of this Black Widow trailer? Hot I spot. think it's awesome. I thought it was a great what trailer. What can you tell us about? Uh, <laughs> I can't tell you anything for a while, uh, but I can tell you when we're not rolling. No, I can't. Um, it, I think it's a really good trailer. I think everybody's getting caught up in, in Rachel, Vi- Rachel Weiss is not Taskmaster. And I really think Melina is going to be Taskmaster. I think Taskmaster is not a person in the MCU. I think it's a title. So I think that Molina becomes Taskmaster. I really do. But there's a scene in that. I've said that since the San Diego Comic-Con footage. 
well before I did anything I can't talk about. And uh, I, I just... I, don't, I just have a hunch, man. It just makes sense. Let a, let the let the female driven Marvel movie have a female villain for the first time. We had Hella, but you know th- that was a Thor movie and th- Ghost. That yeah, was Ant Man. That was Arab. That was yeah. So this is all. This could be Black Widow's movie gets a lady villain, and we're here for it. I just think, and I also think Florence Pugh is Yelena Belova is totally dying. I, I think she's dead. I thought it was really interesting how they set this up. So they aired that weird featurette first as a way to remind halftime to remind people that like yes you saw this character die in endgame but here's why we're making a movie about her and like (laughs) set and like set all of what they really should have said in that thing in that was you really wanted guardians of the galaxy volume three but we slipped up and had to move it back so here's (laughs) the movie we were able to make first Here's right. what we got. I mean, I think they were going to make this movie anyway, oh, but sure. it wouldn't have been in May. But at the same time, but but they were just like, oh, but it just it seemed weird to offer fans, presumably the like a football watching audience who may or may not be paying attention to what's going on in the grander Marvel scheme of things. And most of them are not. Unlike who and what this character was. I don't think we've ever seen a featurette type thing on a broadcast no, that was before a, a trailer. Yeah, that was a first. And then it was so annoying because they kept saying, exclusive special look coming, special look coming. And then that Dude, airs. They made so many nerds wait it till says, the freaking end of the third. And that game was a long game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the first half took two and a half hours. And then it didn't air until after the third quarter. So it was like eleven after 11 p.m. Eastern time that they finally released the trailer. You guys are making me so happy I just watched this thing online. It they just, like but they've been dropping Black same. Widow trailers at the worst hours It's ever. been really weird. The first weird. trailer dropped at like 3.15 a.m. Eastern time. Or 4.15 a.m. Eastern time is weird time. And then this one drops at like 11.15. But usually when they do that, when they do like that early morning, late trailer drop is because that, you know, said star, and this is the case for Bloodshot, which we'll talk about later, has a big uh, international presence. And I didn't real, I, and I don't know if ScarJo is that, but it they, their whole release strategy for Black Widow has been very weird. I, don't know, it's, it, I guess it works. We'll see. I don't know. I mean, right now, I don't know, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of unanswered questions both behind and in front of the cameras on this. Um, I think my interesting thing about this trailer was the ways I, I agree that this whole Taskmaster as a title thing could be like the big spin out of the ending of this movie because they they keep dropping hints. And this has been a theme, I think, of phase four is setting up the kind of actually building the next phase of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, what's out there? What the threats are? Like, what organizations are there? Now that we're not focused on, like, Thanos and all of space, like, who's making power plays on Earth and doing this? There's the Mandarin, the Ten Rings, whatever the hell's going on in Eternals. And in this, you know, the mention that there's a whole new world of Widows, suggesting there's a whole new phase of this program that started up again, and there's a whole new network of assassins out there um, being trained by somebody like a Taskmaster, and what that will mean kind of going forward, because... It'll be left dangling. Infinity War will happen. Endgame will happen. Five years pass, and then it's just like, where is this pl- program now? Like when we get to the modern time period. I, phase I think four. this is going to do more f- to expand the MCU lore than people yeah. thought it would. Oh, this is first. definitely a setup for the rest of everything. Well, I mean, it's definitely a setup for more Black Widow content, one way or another. Whether it's ScarJo, Yelena, or uh, Melina, like. It, it could be like anything, but I, I think there's going to be more to it in terms yeah. of the MCU. Or if the Widows go back to being like just a deadly assassin squad like running around the MCU. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. 
But uh, I've been liking both traders, trailers. Uh, I think the only reason I like the teaser more than this one is the teaser had that awesome soundtrack to it, mm-hmm. uh, which this one didn't have. It almost sounded like an awesome Black Widow theme. Huge missed opportunity to not use that song like a Black Widow, baby. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Keep that out of here. <laughs> no, that techno they could use thing that right was, uh, the title came on. Oh. sounded like she had her own Born kind of soundtrack. Yeah. So I missed that. Very Winter Soldier. Yeah, I missed that from the first teaser. But otherwise, everything I've seen from it and all the action, um, it looks really good. Like David Arbor's Red Guardian looked awesome in this one. Mm-hmm. The Taskmaster copying stuff looked really awesome. Captain throwing the shield like yeah. Captain America. And like Natasha's reaction to that and seeing like, oh crap. Wait, man. haven't I fought you before? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like in just at the end where Taskmaster poses just like her and they do the when they're yep. kind of throwing down like so that looks cool. And I'm actually psyched for Black Widow. And you know, that's a feat in and of itself, because like Jim said, we've seen this character die already. <laughs> so it gets like spoilers. retroactive uh yeah, spoilers for Endgame if you're that person that didn't see it. Um <laughs> Yeah. One might say this trailer really landed. Oh wow. All too right. Soon. Too soon. They, but, love, uh, they love to drop Black Widow. Trailers. Stop it. All right. Moving on. Leave the dad jokes to Rollin and me. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> moving right along. If you want to check out the Black Widow trailer, head on over to comicbook.com. Marvel. Moving from uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe to that uh, off-brand Marvel Cinematic Universe over at Sony, we got the first trailer for Morbius. Uh, Jared Leto attempting to get back in the comic book movie game, leaving that Joker behind. And now he's a different kind of damaged, uh, the physically type, because he plays Michael Morbius, and in this live-action version... Um, Morbius, and I don't remember this from the comics, I think in the comics he's like, he's a little bit more healthy when he's sick, like he's not like physically on crutches and debilitated, lifelong illness, so, yeah, I mean, but it's Jared Leto, they gotta give him some kind of dramatics to work with, that guy, so, in this version he's been kind of this lifelong ill child, and trying to kind of find this cure for this rare disease, um, and then he thinks this kind of piano wire contraption with some blood is a good way to do it, bats, stuff later he becomes a living vampire and so we got our first kind of real sense of how morbius will function as kind of an anti-hero superhero type person what his power sets will be um because they explain it to us like in pretty good exposition drop of echolocation you know blood lust strength speed all that stuff Although Which oddly enough has do, weird nightcrawler yeah. powers. The, the, most What's of up? the audience is not familiar with this no, character. Sure. They do have to do yeah, that. Yeah, no, like, yeah. They, they have to I'm giving it explain. crap, but, like, I yeah. mean, it is very necessary. Are you suggesting people don't know Morbius the living vampire? Yes, I, <laughs> wow. I am not suggesting. I am claiming. Random. <laughs> yeah, you ever tried to do a Wikipedia search for him, like, or pictures for this guy and his stories and his characters? It's like, there's one tiny little panel from the 90s for, like, every person in his world. <laughs> Did uh, you mean Morpheus? Yeah, exactly. So... We got it, but um, all in all, I mean, it looks like a fitting addition. It looks like a movie that fits right in with that Venom kind of aesthetic. Uh, it looks to me like, I mean, when I was a kid, uh, I really liked movies like Ang Lee's Hulk and like the even the Incredible Hulk or the Blade movies, which when you look back on them now, it's like, were they? I still enjoy Blade. But, you know. It, uh, the Blade movies still hold up. They have sure. their, But they have their things that worked back then, and today they probably wouldn't work if they were in new movies, but they give me that same kind of vibe. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's kind of like that, but updated. And if so, I mean, we might really enjoy this, but Venom at the same time felt like it should have come out 15 years ago. And it, for me, it didn't work. So I don't know. It's it's. I think Morbius is kind of, I mean, Morbius looks like a late 90s to 2005 superhero movie to me. absolutely. Um, So, like, and I enjoyed Venom. I don't think it was perfect. I think Sony's very much still finding their legs in all this. 
Um, I like getting the origin story out of it though. I mean, yeah. like it, we have, like it reminds me very much of like the Incredible Hulk with the scientific yeah, sort of exactly. origin story. Like, I dig that stuff. So, and I think that part will be interesting. I think it'll be an interesting beginning. I think, in a lot of ways, I could see Morbius being one of those movies that was like, oh, I love this movie, and it's again a staple of a lot of early comic book movies. Like, I love this movie up until this comic book part came into it, and then that was less interesting. So I could see it being this way with just Jared Leto playing this afflicted doctor and person because there is a whole mythos they build about him trying to heal the sick and his noble intentions for doing this and because it's not they can't make it at this point like a doctor strange clone but like michael morbius is a doctor strange clone essentially like in comics <laughs> it's like doctor strange meets iron man's problems kind of yeah. stuff it's well but very- it's it, i mean it's interesting because the whole character of Morbius is he is a vampire created by technology he that which sort of separates him from blade separates him from dracula and so like that alone like that sci-fi element of it is always something i've kind of liked about morbius but you knew who morbius was before this yeah well well, the first thing i said the first thing i said was does he have the like the sucker things on his hand because that's what he had in the animated series and it doesn't look like he has them that made me sad because maybe very they didn't creepy. show everything maybe they didn't, maybe they didn't show no, it. maybe they're still working on it look like he could like, that's true because i mean he's like what, what you're talking about with the nightcrawler thing oh yeah maybe that he's power? just jumping from wall to wall and that's in slow motion maybe. i don't know if he's actually teleporting that's true i hope not because that would be a dumb power for him to have a dumb power for Morbius, the living vampire, to have? Brawling, I think it's like yes. that Moira. <laughs> if you play Overwatch, like Moira, like that weird, like little wispy teleportation thing that Moira does, like, and then like oh. over here. Like, that's what I got it. Like, vampires move fast and kind of do that, like, yeah. wispy kind of. If you've ever played, like, a vampire video game, Castlevania and stuff, you know what I'm talking about. Like, you've done it before. So, yeah. So, I mean, it looked pretty standard, but of course, Sony's already banking up, like, a lot of hype for this because. As is the case with most of these franchise movies, like the trailer didn't for Morbius didn't just sell this movie. It sold us on a opened a whole can of worms mm. by revealing a cameo appearance at the end from none other than Michael Keaton, who they don't what name in surprise. the trailer. They don't name the trailer at all, but based on as uh, BD and others here have done breakdowns on Based on what he's wearing, based on the context of him being kind of a convict, it seems pretty clear that this is Michael Keaton reprising his role as Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, who appeared in dun, 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 Marvel's Spider-Man Homecoming. Which where- Sony let you know they were the studio behind in the yep. trailer. They took full credit <laughs> yep. for Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man Far From Home, and of course Venom, because that is theirs fully. Yep, and but, so... Uh, they took full credit for those. Yeah, so Adrian Toomes' Vulture is appearing in Morbius where he makes contact with Michael Morbius, and there's a whole kind of history suggested that, oh, you're leaving the good guy thing alone. What's up, Doc? Like, you know, a little Bugs Bunny joke that only Michael Keaton can pull off. <laughs> um, that's, that's a Joker meeting Batman, by the way. Yeah, that is. And we've done the, like, the spin-out. That is Batman 1989 meeting the damaged Joker and being like, What's wrong with you? Well, technically, they're both Batman. Oh, I see. I see what you did there. There's the dad joke. Thank you. There's the dad joke. Thank you. All right, he'll be here all day. <laughs> Jeez, my God. But um, so this is just broken BD's brain because as if you've listened to this podcast, uh, we've had some pretty spirited. Uh, we'll call them debates to keep it classy. So pretty spirited debates about Venom and its connection to the Spider-Man movies and whether these are all in the MCU and. 
I believe, and I'm not saying this as I told you so, but I I did say that I feel like Sony and or Marvel are just going to start playing this fast and loose, doing kinds of crazy stuff, and not explaining I don't think it Marvel's doing any playing fast and loose. Oh, I have two <laughs> theories. I have two theories. Well, Marvel's playing it fast and loose is just rolling Kevin Feige rolling his eyes and saying fine to like whatever. <laughs> but it, Amy Pascal. It's not like he can say no. No, I mean I'm sure this was all part Wait, of the renegotiation. The, so the I, thing. I, I, Spider-Man has lived in his own bubble. With his own cast right. of okay. characters. So, all right. So, let me lay out my two theories for you. Decades. Let me lay them out. Let me lay them out. Right. I have two theories on this. I have two theories. One is I hate the Spider Verse theory. One is this is well, <laughs> sh- I love the Spider Verse theory, and you can get lost if you don't like it. One is that this is the MCU. It's Sony's little corner that they're going to operate in, and it's going to be a t- directly attached to the MCU. And like the comics that Jim just mentioned, this will exist and not impact MC Marvel Studios films. Peter Parker can go from movie to movie and maybe they can reference things that or they might not be able to say Morbius if Sony doesn't give them permission and then they can't say Iron Man. Sony can't say Iron Man if Disney doesn't give them permission, kind of like the Netflix characters did. Big like, green oh, guy. that big green guy or yeah. the dude with the hammer when they didn't say And I don't know why that works out legally, but it seems like they couldn't connect them. Uh, but that's one thing. It's a pocket in the MCU that therefore you will have to consider canons of the MCU, even though Pym Tech is not mentioned in San Francisco in Venom, <laughs> which will always piss me off because I like this continuity stuff and I like Easter eggs and connections. But all right, fine. It's its own little thing. They're not connected beyond legal, th- like the legalities keep them apart. Sony just kind of says, you know what? We want to be connected to the MCU because it makes more money. That's what they're doing, I think, if they if that's the thing. Yeah, I mean, Sony's yeah. cashing in on that. Smart. And I'm sure that was Smart a play. part of the renegotiation was, look, let's drop the BS. Like, let us eat off this, please. Like, stop but messing even around. Then, but even still, there's nothing Disney or Marvel could do to stop that as long as they don't mention yeah, no. characters from the MCU. Exactly. Anyway, okay, so that's theory one. Theory two, and this comes from the grounds that that Spider-Man costume seen on the wall is not Tom Holland's spider-man costume that is sam raimi spider-man as it appeared in the ps4 game sam raimi's nonetheless is that this is in some sort of multiverse it's in a different universe that's you know can be connected to the mcu and that is adrian tombs but it's a different adrian tombs as multiverses go so therefore tony stark might still be alive here he might never have existed or how you know Anything like that could happen, and Tom Holland's Peter Parker can then travel between them, and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man is out there somewhere, which means Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man could be out there somewhere, and eventually this could all lead to one big live-action Spider-Verse, which Sony should use as their Spider-Man endgame. It would be the biggest Spider-Man movie they could ever make. That is a super tight tinfoil helmet, but... Now, what do you but, mean? Wait, Did you see how awesome Spider-Verse was? Yes. Imagine bringing back Tobey Maguire to, and Andrew Garfield. Going to a live-action awesome. Spider-Verse, I think, is a great idea. I think pinning the entire theory on the fact that Raimi Spider-Man was shown on a poster. Well, that's just a lazy a Easter egg. That's just lazy. Are you suggesting that it's one option is place. it's Spider-verse. product placement? Yeah. yeah, I understand that, but it's just lazy. How is it lazy? It's product it's placement. Lazy is every Easter egg can be. I mean, no, no. I've there's never been an Easter egg like in a Marvel movie that just takes something directly from something unrelated, a different property. And just sticks it in there just to, like, just put up something. If they change it for the final movie, your entire theory goes yeah. out the window. Yeah, sure. No, you're right. I agree with that. My point is that I, whether or not they change it, whether it, even if it is Tom Holland's Spider-Man suit, I would still like to see them build to a world where Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man crash into this Spider-Verse movie in live action, and they all have to do something to save the multiverse. I think that would be awesome. And it could exist in Sony's world. 
Tom Holland could go back to the MCU and the MCU would be completely unimpacted by it. I think that would be awesome. Let me ask you a question, BD. One question. Do you think it's more likely that they are building a live-action Spider-Verse or someone in the art department grabbed the wrong image off of Google? I don't even think someone grabbed the wrong, no, wrong they, image. You don't I just, don't even, like, like that that, legal, think, like that, that has to be legally right. approved within that, Sony itself. They, people make mistakes all the time. Oh, absolutely. But I think that is more a blatant product placement thing than anything. The closest thing to this what I, I see is like Robert Downey Jr.'s image from the Spider-Man Homecoming press tour being used in Spider-Man Far From Home or, or in Avengers Infinity War when they labeled him as missing. But to me, but it, would also, like, that's way not more, it would be way more complicated to carve out another sub live action universe than it would be to just say that's how they do it in comics like the Tom where's Tom Holland come from let the Tom Holland movies exist they they are MCU adjacent if changes get made in the MCU they're allowed to filter down to the movie these movies fine but not vice versa I would like to see both these theories be true but I would like to the other universes, the other universes would be Garfield's universe and uh, Tobey Maguire's universe, and more universes. It makes no There's sense to have there. Tom Holland play two different Spider-Man. No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. I don't want that at all. I never said that. I think we're just. I mean, Sony I don't want to see the image of that PlayStation game. They have <laughs> yeah, and they just and I think like I said, it's it. fast and loose. They just they just grab that but because it, they have that's it. That's what and made they don't me have think to pay Marvel for an image or go through right. the legalities of sure. all that. Yeah, that's so. what made me think of it though. Is that yeah. if this is some sort of tease of Tobey Maguire's or not, I would like to see both this Sinister Six world operate adjacent to the MCU, and I'd love to see mom and dad get along and make it work where things can cross over and and you can have connections between all the movies and make it all one big universe and shared, not some neglected corner that Sony's making that Disney doesn't want to acknowledge. But I think it would be even cooler if we do that and things work out and we build to a Spider-Verse in live action, bringing back Toby and Andrew. Absolutely. Like, imagine Andrew Garfield's Peter Parker seeing Spider-Gwen from another universe. Like, seeing Emma Stone play Spider-Gwen. That would be so cool. Yeah, I, I would I, rather it would be them cool, like but those. I don't think we're like there's there's so little evidence that suggests we're. Well, sure, ever no. Now there. at this point, it's just a theory yeah. that I came up with based on a picture in a Morbius trailer. <laughs> I know that, but I am I am so excited at the thought of it that that is the biggest Spider-Man movie Sony could ever make. Hey, I think you're wa- I think you're running before we're walking here, which is, I am. Some, I think in the words just, of Iron Man, sometimes you got to fly before you can. Walk. I think it's just Spider-Man is being in, kind of connected to this movie. I think it could be technically Spider-Man after Far From Home. The poster, why is it a different costume? Somebody just had a Spider-Man poster lying around that was that costume and grabbed yeah, it. Right. Right. But also do what I like the, there there's a lot of people who who are who are saying that like Spider-Man like the you know, does it suck that the Sinister Six can't be in the MCU? Yeah, it does. And if they kiss and make up, you know, the two companies kiss and make up, then great. But like does I think do, does I do I think having the Sinister Six be a force for Tom Holland Spider-Man in this corner of Sony's Spider-Man oh, universe, yeah, that's totally be fine. a bad thing. No, absolutely. I mean, there's no. not that's even any be- other characters in New York in the MCU. They can totally make their own yeah. thing. And even if there were, like Doctor Strange might have better stuff to do. The Fantastic Four, whenever they come, they're not going to go get involved and, in Spider-Man's Sinister no, Six battles. Sinister Six. That's stuff, how comics work. Sinister Six aren't like a aren't like a major world dominating threat to like all Marvel characters. They're usually a, a group of people who have some particular reason to be focused on Spider-Man 
and usually working in secret to kind of do it. Yeah. They're pulling heists. They have a secret base that's under the East River in a thing. Doc Ox building something he wants to use or something like crazy like that. So these are all problems that are just Spider-Man level problems. They're they're not right. necessarily on. Yeah, Avengers they, it or could work. This radar. is the perfect. It could work. Yeah. I, I I totally I, I like. And half of it would be just even connecting the dots that this is all a coordinated villain group as opposed to random evildoers kind of seeming a bunch of nuisances yeah doing stuff and then it would part of it would be the mystery of a photojournalist tracking down oh no this is all connected and by the time he figures that out having it be kind of crazy but um aside from that and the whole continuity thing there are other kind of fun hints in this morbius trailer jared harris's character has been kind of a focus um he the, the mad men star plays kind of a doctor who's a mentor to Michael Morbius, and some people are thinking he could be Doc Ock, yeah, would be which would be really cool. I would really love yeah. to see, you know, Jared Harris, Madman Chernobyl. Um, he was uh, Moriarty in the Sherlock Holmes movies. He's great as Moriarty. Yeah, he was really great as Moriarty because Jared Harris, I think that's, I forget which movie it was, but that's how he kind of got his start is playing mm -hmm. really kind of creepy like, villains villains yeah and so it would be good to see him as a kind of doc Ock, especially if they do it like the spider-man game like you know he is a truly benevolent good guy to begin with yeah kind of takes a downward spiral that would be very could very be really cool. cool um so go check out the trailer for morbius and uh yeah i mean oh we didn't even mention yeah you see him he's a vampire and looks pretty good looks pretty like comic accurate morbius no problems there all right, so that's it. Spider-Verse continues to expand. Check out that trailer on uh, comicbook.com Marvel. When we come back after this quick break, we are going to break down the new trailer for Bloodshot and then jump into some reviews of comics, movies, and games. So stay tuned. All right, so real quick, because we're going to go through this one. we got a lot to do in the deep dive section. Uh, Bloodshot Trailer 2. Bloodshot Trailer 1 I enjoyed because it was like a concept trailer. It showed uh, the whole concept of Vin Diesel as Bloodshot and him being kind of augmented with these nano machines that allow him to heal himself and have strength and all the superhero stuff, but being caught and used in this loop of kind of like Edge of Tomorrow style, him doing these missions, dying, being resurrected by this kind of corporate group or research group led by Guy Pierce, who you know is always evil whenever you see him in a lab coat. <laughs> um, and basically him kind of trying to get out of this cycle of of life and death and, and kind of, you know, slavery <laughs> or kind of a indentured servitude of soldiering. Um, I, what I like about Bloodshot Trailer 2, which I really did enjoy, is it gave you the kind of larger comic booky feel and view of the movie beyond the kind of life and death concept. Now we know, like, Bloodshot's going in, and it's not just him. It's a whole lab full of, like, enhanced freaks, and they look like a lot of other side characters that look really cool. Um, some big fights we're going to see that they hinted at with the guy in the exoskeleton, but it looks like we'll get a lot more of that. And generally just kind of the effects and stuff coming along, and they avoided a lot of the cheesier parts of the first trailer, like, you don't know men like me, blah, 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 blah. So, oh, it's a Vin Diesel movie, so yeah, you're going to have those. You're going to have those, <laughs> obviously. But uh, I like this new trailer for kind of the way it's put together and what it stresses and it looks like just a good exciting vin diesel comic book movie so it looks better than i expected yeah exactly yeah. that's really it's like the general consensus like i think uh that first trailer was i thought it was a very good trailer the first trailer, yeah. like just laying it down sort of like this morbius trailer just did introducing the world to this character and laying it all down showing you who's in the movie what it what the tone of it's going to be like and surprisingly and slick visual effects yeah and it, yeah. yeah seriously and i mean we we don't did we get a money shot of him as 
bloodshot. Glowing Towards the end, he's rebuilding, and you can see what he kind yeah, of Yeah, the resembles. glowing in the middle. Yeah, and, see and, it, like, yeah. and I think it looks cool. It, I mean, like, they found a way to do, the, do him regenerating all this stuff in a way that looks cool. That's kind different of, from, like, Wolverine. Yeah, and exactly. Other, like, it other both, it's both that we've different seen. from anything we've seen before. True enough to the books, I guess. I hate to say it, because I had zero expectations of this may not actually be a bad movie. I think it might be pretty good. <laughs> I, th- I honestly think it might be, it might surprise a lot of people because these smaller comics come out. They right. try to make them. I mean, some of them are really good. Some no, and it's just, great. And it's like, great to see like, another, another superhero uh, franchise. Like two guns was really good, but I think this might be better. <laughs> I'm just thinking of like lesser, yeah, I mean, non-Marvel DC, right. like smaller brand. As you can see in our background, like behind BD here, like, I mean, even the visual effect of his face, like getting blown off and coming back together, all that stuff looks a little bit slicker in this trailer. What did like, Dave Wilson do before this? He was, uh, he was Tim Miller's partner at Blur. So this uh, is his so, first. So did he like work is, on Deadpool then? I think so. This is his first directorial wow. debut. Looks like, I mean. But he's done, but he's worked on a ton of, um, I think he worked with Tim on that scene from Thor The Dark World that Tim Miller worked on, that like that pre-scene before the movie gets started. Um, and he's done a ton of like video game animatic work. Yeah. And I mean, I've we've seen Dave at Comic-Cons. And yep. like, he is so genuinely excited about this. Oh, yeah. And it gives me his before I saw the trailer. His excitement gave me confidence. In Absolutely. It. So, I I hope it's good. I really do. I, I, I mean, we're gonna watch it anyway. So let's mm-hmm. hope we sit through a movie that we enjoy. Yeah, I mean, come out. Bloodshot comes out. Like, I mean, you know, we should probably be the people who know this, right? <laughs> well, we That's do we know having. this. We're about to say. Yes. Just, let the suspense build. Comes out in twenty twenty. That's right. On the thirteenth of March. Oh wow, it's not far at all. No, no, it's very close. Wow, yeah, that's really close. Time to get more trailers out. <laughs> nah, I think. I mean, I think they've done we'll get good. One more. We'll get one more trailer. I mean, considering again what we thought about this movie, sort of as it was in production and what the general consensus seemed to be, we this let's looks be honest, great. It was, but like throughout production, throughout the announcement of this movie. The attitude Nobody towards this movie excited. has been very dismissive. Yeah. yeah. I and mean, now absolutely. that we've seen trailers, it's like, all right, time to take no, the movie the pretty Diesel, seriously. The Vin Diesel loyalist will definitely be in for this. It has a much better chance. And he like has a lot of loyalists. Last mm-hmm. Witch Hunter or something. But uh, Dave that, Wilson, no, oh he didn't boy. work on... Uh, no, it's got to be better He didn't work that. on um, Deadpool, but he had... I mean, it's listed for credits. are awesome. He did Star Wars, the Knights of the Old Republic games, mm-hmm. Avengers Age of Ultron, Elder Scrolls, Bioshock Infinite, uh, Force Unleashed... Halo Wars, so like you know, some of the most popular video games, mm-hmm. and specifically some that of are storyline driven, that are like and story have so much, some of the most iconic imagery yep. out there. So yeah. not a bad resume. So in Wilson, we trust? Question mark. All right, release the Wilson cut. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> no, stop. stop it. That's what we're gonna get. It's yeah, fine. I don't know. worry. Well, about hopefully, it. we won't <laughs> need it. Hopefully, the bloodshot <laughs> theatrical cut will make everybody happy. Go and check that out. Comicbook.com movies. Or, yeah, movies. So yep. check that out. All right, moving right along into our deep dive section. So I'm going to do a quick review uh the new movie, Underwater. This is a non-spoiler review of Underwater, so don't worry about it. You can just listen. Um, Underwater is not, like, performing that well. It's kind of getting passed over. Uh, I did a review of The Grudge and told you guys how bad that movie was. <laughs> I'm proud to report that Underwater is a lot better than The Grudge. Uh, it's kind of a... It is your kind of schlocky B horror movie that, you know, there's not a new concept. If you've seen The Meg or The Abyss or any other movie about what 
the hell can go wrong deep in the ocean. You've probably seen this before. But what makes underwater kind of very enjoyable is it kind of skirts the line between kind of natural horror and supernatural horror in a lot of ways and, and what's going on down there. And the premise is generally kind of really good thriller, edge of your seat, if you don't think about it too much, kind of <laughs> kind of thrills. It really is. Um, the story is basically Kristen Stewart stars as a kind of technician who's working on this deep sea drilling operations that's in the Marina Sound or somewhere in one of those places that's deep in the ocean. And it begins with her kind of in the middle of the collapse of this station. They've hit something. Um, something's gone really, really horribly wrong. And, and and the whole key to this is that deep in the ocean, it's the pressure that is the most dangerous thing, air pressure and equalization, because if you do not kind of pressurize you lit at that depth, you literally implode and get crushed. And there are some implosion scenes in underwater and they will freak you out because seeing a human being implode at that much depth is not a pretty that or fun That might be sight. the only thing you say that might get me to go watch this movie. <laughs> no, that's the scariest thing. I mean, there are kind of creatures involved and stuff like that, but like, yeah, seeing the scenes where people like literally just implode into like big messes of flesh and blood like crushed by the ocean pressure is is nuts. And that's like I said, that's like the biggest threat. Yeah, inconvenient for everybody. Um, so that's the biggest threat because these people basically have to get out of this station that is falling apart and coming down very slowly because it's water and cross this trench at the bottom of the ocean to get to a, another place so very simple but again along the way it's very kind of you know one at a time elimination type stuff you get it um survival horror and it comes with a finale that uh people are kind of like you know like i did not see that coming but kind of enjoying by the way it goes kind of uh, full lovecraft by the end so check that out Underwater. so it is a monster movie I'm not going to tell you, Jim. Okay. I'm just going to say it's it, part of the is this good thing about it is it like prequel? scores. I mean, I don't know. It, it it walks the line between supernatural and natural horror very well um, in terms of what the scary things are. So check that out. Um, good cast. Uh, it has um, what you know, it has TJ Miller in it. Kristen Stewart, uh, that guy from the Belco Experiment, uh, chick from uh, Iron Fist, Jessica. What's her name? Henwick. Henwick. Yeah, from Iron Fist. Um, it also has Vincent Cassell. Is that very, I think is that his name? Yeah, Vincent Cassell, the French who, dude who from Oceans, from Oceans. Uh, oh yeah, Oceans Twelve. Who gets mm-hmm. crushed by the ocean? Oof, couple people, man. It, it, it gets oh. pretty, it gets pretty real out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, check that movie out. It is, it is an enjoyable. You're excited now. <laughs> it's definitely like an enjoyable. If you're just like looking for a horror date night horror thing or a matinee, like definitely worth it. The next movie I was so gonna check see out with Bad Underwater. Boys, now. Now, moving on from the happy surprises of unexpectedly watchable movies to the unexpected disappointments in gaming. Rollin, take us away. We've had some uh, some bad news on the gaming front. Oh, no. So 2020 is going well here. Here's the thing. Square Enix has announced that two big games have been delayed. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake <gasps> and Marvel's Avengers. They might as well just pack it in for 2020. <laughs> like, I was actually talking with our coworker Tanner about this. Mm. I don't know what else Square Enix is putting out I, this year. I was year kidding. The they might as well head. pack it in for 2020. Like, <laughs> you had a big year, and you're just like, hey, we got it, we got it, we got it. Uh, now, to be fair, uh, these are still coming out this year. They're just delayed like, several months. That's a, not a good sign. Well, or is it? So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Marvel's is, Avengers. I'll let Ron go first. <laughs> Marvel's Avengers got delayed several months. Uh, it was supposed to be coming out May 15th. It is now coming out September 4th. That's not a great sign. 
Uh, it has been sort of kicked around before in terms of release dates, and we've seen a bunch of stuff, and none of it has been super impressive. I know Matt was more positive about his impressions. He has played it. I have not, but it doesn't look super great. And what this tells me, because uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake, which Square is seemingly very confident about, got delayed just over a month from March 3rd to April 10th. What this says to me is that they like... Final Fantasy VII Remake to sort of tentpole that area rather than Avengers, which is not a good sign for Avengers at all. Avengers no. should be free sales. Like, like it should just be no, free money I mean, for them. Just knowing gaming, like Spider-Man by this point, like if you have it in the can and you have the game dynamics down and they're really tight, like you're showing that off by now. Like you're at least letting people play through whether it's turn team-based fights or like whatever it is or the unique power sets and switching. Like, you're letting people begin to experience that system, the pl- kind of general system you've set up. This kind of suggests, like, you don't have that tight yet. Like, the general basic game, like, system of this game. The the runway for this game, or the, the runway that they need for this game to make continual money for them, is very, very important. And apparently it's been a hot mess from the get-go, and that Square Enix America is really the only thing holding it together, so... What do you mean? Not good signs. Like Not what? good. Just their models aren't, you know, they're supposedly models aren't done. There's there's a lot going on. Which we've seen scenes. some of. They changed the Thor model yeah, very they, visibly uh, from like one trailer bit. to the next. Black yeah, Widow's been true. changed. Why um, haven't they changed Hockey Pad Cap? That's the one thing that looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> maybe they, they like will. Hockey now Pad Cap. Now they've got time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. Why do they like it? Look at the background. Hockey Pad Cap. It looks Cap stupid. Is, he's carrying it's, this it's thing. Real, it's <laughs> the worst. That and like weird bubbly Iron Man, that bubbly Iron Man design. I yeah, really so. want to play this game because just as a Marvel Well, it's fan. just like you, I mean, in the era the of like design. the Arkham games, the Spider-Man Tough. games, and what Avengers Endgame has just done, like you can't drop a subpar Avengers game right now. Like it's just. Do you think there's a chance they delay it even further? Oh yeah, 100%. Oh, I hope 100%. they look. This is giving put me it out flashbacks there. to Overkill's The Walking yeah, Dead. Yeah, I hope they just yeah. which was canceled like, altogether. I don't. So this. So let me let, really me let me go on record here. This is going to come out uh, sure. if oh, yeah. for no other yeah. reason that it's a Marvel's Avengers game that looks to be mostly done. There's probably going to be some problems with it, even with the delay. Um, that's not unusual for these type of games. They're very big. They've got a lot going on under the hood. Are they going to fix a lot of that in these coming months? Hopefully. There's still several events coming up that this game should be at. People are going to get their hands on it. We'll see it at uh, PAX South this coming weekend, most likely. Uh, we'll see it at other PAX events. We'll see it at E3, probably. Like, there's just there's a lot of opportunity for them to get this into people's hands, and it'll be interesting to see what changes are made, if any, iteratively over that time. The Last of Us was just delayed. I can't do this anymore. I can't <laughs> do this anymore. Is Iron Man VR still coming out in February? It's supposed to come out next month, yes. Okay. Well, that yeah. Rocket League or whatever you're playing is going to have to hold you down. miles on my Rocket League car. <laughs> I'm yeah. just getting better at Apex. It's all good. Yeah, and ag- big... again, Final Fantasy VII Remake still coming out. Uh, coming out in And they're only doing April. that in like the first part when it comes out. It's still going to be something like... 30 plus hours most likely it's it's so for most players not for old jedi like myself <laughs> so it's new it's entirely new like we've seen um they've put out a lot of images of this and it's very clear that they've expanded certain areas like for example there's this whole train graveyard area and if you've played the game at all you know that it's basically just like one single background scene you go into the train graveyard you leave the train graveyard 
And now there's multiple instances where it looks like, well, maybe there's like a cutscene going on there. Maybe there's a bunch of enemies. And that's just like one area. The producers uh, have talked about how they've added new characters, new fights. Uh, we've seen what theoretically is the end of this section of this game in the trailer. So it, it makes the question like, okay, so wait, does it in there? Is it? Is there something past that? All of that would be totally new content. When are they going to remake Final Fantasy X? That is an excellent question. Probably never. Mm -hmm. First, they've got to remake more. Eight. Yeah. That's the one I want. Um, <laughs> and moving right along, so that's it. We got Final Fantasy delayed, Avengers delayed. Uh, but there is some good news. Can we on end the up other something side. positive, Kofi? Yeah, we have good news on this Gosh. side. We have uh, Super Mario World over yes. in Japan is looking yes, yes. good. And this week is bringing a highly anticipated release that's actually making it on time. Yeah, so Super Nintendo World is supposed to release in Universal Studios Japan this summer. So, like, in conjunction with the Olympics is what the whole idea is that, hey, the Olympics is happening. Also, Super Nintendo World is open. So we got a trailer for it. It looks fine like it's a kind of a weird music video kind of trailer um we've seen some shots of like park passes um we know mario kart is going to be there it's what that actually entails nintendo chased all the the bootleg mario carters out yeah, of tokyo yeah yeah so they can uh, have their mario kart land yeah, every every time there popped up like a, a street racing that. Mario Kart, which looks exciting, I right? Every looks single time. tremendously dangerous, but I would do it. <laughs> <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> has basically sued all of those yeah. into oh, the yeah. ground whenever that it happens. That looks great. That looks great. And uh, the game release. This is a good one because this is a good cross for anime and Megan's side of the fence. We're getting uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. We are. We are. It is coming out this Friday, January 17th. Um, we, we literally, before we hopped in here, we got review code. So... I don't know if that means good things or bad things for this game. Um, one way to find out. <laughs> yeah, we're about yeah, to find so out. I'm we're really go. excited for this one. I'm going to be so sad if it's garbage. <laughs> Every, so the, the trailers look very exciting for anime fans. The gameplay looks a little mixed. We'll see. We'll see. All right. So our guys in game are going to dig into this, and uh, we're going to try to get back to you with a, like, a little review <laughs> this week of Dragon Ball Z. Kakarot. Impressions, if nothing uh, else. If nothing else, yeah, just first impression. Like I turned it on, played five minutes, went to sleep. <laughs> so far, so good. We'll have something for you, so uh, stay tuned for that. So that'll do it for gaming, and uh, in honor of Matt, who is at home uh, taking care of his new baby girl, he couldn't be here, but... He knows this show, and he didn't want to leave all of our uh, re or our readers, our listeners without, and viewers without the one thing their uh, one do. week or without their comic rundown of the week. So Matt sent it in, and now you're going to get my abridged version of what he wrote. But I'm going to give it to you. So here are the hot comics coming out this week that you need to be aware of. We're going to start with Dragon Age Brew Blue Wraith number one. I am doing so good on the reading front. Good start. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Dragon Age 2's Fenris makes his comic debut. Triple exclamation point. So all you Dragon Age fans, you don't want to miss that. Uh, we're going to get Marvel's Black Widow prelude number one. So if you know oh, anything with the so MCU. so lazy lately. Yeah. The MCU always drops these prelude comics. Some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Lately, it's been not so good. So 
There might be a couple little insights into what's going on. Check that out. Willing to bet it's just a rehash of Civil War. And we'll cover it on the site, most likely, if there are any. Yeah, yeah. So We'll have articles for you. Don't worry about that. Uh, steeple number five. And Matt writes, this is an underrated series. Here's the premise. Two women with wildly different worldviews become unlikely friends as they navigate the supernatural happenings in a sleepy coastal parish and soon find themselves forced to choose sides in the war between good and evil facing demons, curses, and a miniature rapture. That sounds exactly just like a Matt book. Yeah, I know. There's a lot in there. <laughs> Sounds like a Matt review, definitely. <laughs> that is a lot in there. So check out Steeple if you want. Spider-Man, The Black Cat Strikes Number 1, which is a new miniseries based on the video game, the Spider-Man video game. See, that Spider-Man video game's invading everywhere. It's, it's multidimensional. All right, we got a Hellboy Winter Special 2019 for all you Hellboy fans who are not scarred by that last movie. Uh, we have Jessica Jones Blind Spot Number 1. So if you're missing that Netflix series about this time of year, can check that out uh iron man 2020 kicks off we had a lot of anticipation for that book so that's starting now uh don't ask me anything about it yet because i don't know yet but when i read it i will let you know spoiler it's just okay yeah it <gasps> says it's just okay so there you go so it's probably great yeah wow. freedom fighters wow. <laughs> number 12 that is that series is coming to an end freedom fighters so if you've been in the story this long, you might want to get this last issue. <laughs> uh, Venom, the end, number one, is a story spanning a trillion years, which I guess has something to do with the Venom symbiotes. and The whole premise of like these the end stories is basically like this is the last oh, Venom that's, story. Oh, that's like the Miles Morales thing. Right, so, exactly. This yeah. is that for Venom. Never going to cause continuity problems, these stories. <laughs> uh, the question, the deaths of Vic Sage, number two. Uh, Matt was very big on this question series. It's a good kind of detective noir set in a superhero universe. Super That examines the question and who is a still a fan favorite character that we want in live action so be sure to check that out support the question uh valkyrie jane foster number seven uh he wrote team cardiac so i assume cardiac oh, has no. some kind of he showed up he book. showed up in the last issue and supposedly has a bigger role to play oh bigger issue. role for cardiac in this wow. latest issue of that's not here i know wow i know matt's missed out on everything we've had Rip. rapping Pal power rangers and actual <laughs> cardiac appearance this has been like his time <laughs> Um, rapping Power Ranger. But that hey, man, right kids, where we're kids, this is here. what kids do. They're little time bandits. Aquaman, 56. Uh, and it says, Aqua Baby Countdown. So I guess uh, he's Mara's really pregnant. feeling that one because there's going to be an Aqua Baby coming. Uh, cool. Marvel's Avengers number 29, Rise of the War Widow. That I mean, that sounds good. Uh, I don't know what that storyline's about yet, but uh, I mean, War Widow sounds good or really tragic, depending on the context. Or a War Machine Widow. Because I don't know either. Yeah, so there you go. All right, and that'll do it for this week's comics. Uh, sounds like a pretty average bag. This is not the hot stuff, but uh, sounds like there's some okay promising stuff out there if you want to check it out. Uh, Matt. It's great. We're almost done. <laughs> yeah, this will be it because uh, Brandon's looking like none of this. No, war, don't spend war, your money. War was... Never mind. War Widow? What was, was that, that your breaking point? I just. Oh, no. Oh, you said when I said maybe tragic, depending on the context. No, I, 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 don't, I don't make. No. It's you can't just... say things? Well, now you have to. You're causing dead air on the radio. What, what are you going to say? It was a war machine. I can't. No, I a don't war machine widow? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, just stop. <laughs> we're going to get out of here before we get a lawsuit. CBSI cares. So we're going to get out of here before we uh, go down the wrong path and get a bunch of letters. The only letters we want are your five-star reviews on iTunes. Since we got some time, we're going to get into these reviews, I think, in our next show. So this is your last chance. You want a t-shirt, leave a five-star review on iTunes. If you're just now getting into Comic Book Nation, we put up new episodes every Wednesday, every Friday, comicbook.com. You can subscribe to our RSS feed, or you can subscribe on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Google Playlists, uh, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also watch episodes on YouTube on the comicbook.com page. 
uh, under the comic book nation. Well, we don't have a video section yet, but that's coming. But we do have video, so you can watch it there. If you want to talk to us about anything on the show, just hit us up with the hashtag Comic Book Nation, or you can find me at Kofi Outlaw. You can find me at Brandon Davis BD. And I am at Ron Bishop. And uh, Jim will give out his home number. Hey. Is, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jim probably still has a corded phone in his kitchen, I bet. Wow. Oh, man, I wish. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't. But uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jim Viscardi. All right, that'll do it. Thank you guys for tuning in, and be sure to check back with us later this week because we got fun stuff to do. Bad Boys 3 is coming. Some other stuff's coming, so be sure to check us out. That'll do it for this episode. We're Comic Book Nation. Peace. Deuces.